0: Magic number is one. The next Phillies win, the next Brewers loss. The Phillies are officially
1: in the playoffs.
0: Frank Close here along with Jeff Mosher. And, Jeff, the last week has been quite a ride, huh?
1: It's been quite a ride, Frank. And, you know, when you don't make the playoffs for over a decade, you know that it just doesn't like – you don't just snap your fingers and you're in it. There's got to be a lot of drama involved. But, look, we've maintained – from the start of this month that the Phillies were not going to blow this, not just because they're great, but because I don't think you or, or I had faith that the Brewers were going to, uh, you know, not blow it as well. And man, have they blown it as bad as the Phillies, did. as bad as the Phillies played against the Cubs and left everybody kind of panicked. Well, the Brewers just did their own little imitation there against the Marlins and it, it probably it definitely, it cost them. They're done. This is clinch miss. It's going to happen and I'm excited.
0: Felt weird to be seeing people rooting against Andrew McCutcheon, right? Because you right. Kind of like to see a guy like him succeed. But man, Jeff, like those but three but it did games... feel good.
1: It, oh, no, it did feel good to see the Marlins spoiling some other team's plans for once, instead of the Phillies. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, we know the Marlins have nice pitching,
0: and we we thought that Alcantara would be a challenge. But uh, man, the Brewers bullpen, like Devin Williams, mm-hmm. just just running, uh, writing, um. Running Devin Williams out there every day. They, he just can't do everything.
1: Yeah. No, it's kind of crazy that, you know, not that this is a Brewers pod, but you know, they seemingly sort of made the decision at the right time to move on from, from Hader, who had such a great first two months. And then he blew every big, any game he was in with the Padres, but then they wind up no matter what, still blowing games at the end with, with Devin Williams. So uh, that they're going to, uh, they're going to sort of, um, lament this. The way this, you know, the way we've lamented a lot of September's for the Phillies in the last few years for a long time.
0: Yeah. Well, that Josh Hader trade. I mean, I know Hader was not good for a while, but you you really thought that the Padres uh, <laughs> with 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 Hader has benefited them uh, more than it's, you know, and really hurt the Brewers because the Brewers, you know, riding Devin Williams as heavily as they did. They used to have right. Hader and Williams to use sort of interchangeably. And then now, now he's actually pitching pretty well for the uh, for Padres True. the Padres and the Brewers. I don't I don't know that 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 one might uh, have me scratching my head if uh, they they could, they miss well when I as we think yes, they will I when they it's miss a the postseason of when, not if right and that's that's going to be that might be the thing that. Might throw fans for, for a loop here. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I, I think, right, right. Is that fair to say? That's the one thing that the Brewers fans will, will just sure. hold against I, I, them.
1: But, but it's going to force them at some point to be uh, like hypocrites. Cause I'm sure there was a point in which they were, you know, upset about the hater trade when it happened, then like thinking that they dodged a bullet when hater was just getting smacked up in August and then. Now back to, oh no, no, we really needed him because Hader's pitching better as of late. Has he been dominant as of late or just better than when he was getting his ass handed to him? I, yeah, I'd have to go back and look at. He's been better. I thought I was, he was just pitching better, but not like dominantly.
0: Yeah. I mean, his last several outings were scoreless. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I think no one's, uh, no one's ready to declare him fixed, but. But right. the Brewers' most recent no, you're right he hasn't
1: allowed a run since the fifth, yeah, yeah, since the fifth.
0: So yeah, okay, it's almost a month now. <laughs> yeah, so, that's pretty good. Yeah, so that that is pretty good. So uh, so he the Padres benefiting from him. So, but the Padres are indeed in the playoffs. So if this mm-hmm. works out the way that we think it will work out, then the Phillies will end up with a third wild card slot. So let's talk about that scenario first. That likely mm-hmm. likely has the Phillies heading out to St. Louis for three games. Against the ageless, uh, St. Louis Cardinals with the Wing right Molina Pujols, uh, show. <laughs> say yeah. Three, three of them from 2000, last time the Phillies were in the playoffs, they faced those three. Guess what? <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, that, oh, although, uh, that's, that's uh, forever ago. Uh, <sighs> mm-hmm. but the three of them, my gosh, they're, they're, they're actually good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, like they're, they, they're good. I mean, I, I would still say if you gave me three choices, the Mets, the Braves, or the Cardinals, who would you, I want to face? I'd probably take the Cardinals. You know, I mean, I, I don't want, I, I, at this point, Scherzer and DeGrom are healthy, correct? I know that they were like kind of listed as day to day, but I think they're expected to start in the postseason. Oh,
0: yeah, they're, they're good now. So, yeah, but, they're, but of they're course, good the now. Mets, Mets now in the current first wild card slot. I mean, I just, I always thought the Braves were too good. And, and, you know, while some declared the division over when the Braves had a mm-hmm. uh, 10 and a half game deficit to the Mets,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they're just too good a team. And uh, I kind of put myself out there on a certain betting podcast uh, <laughs> a couple months ago when they're down four and a half games. I said, no, 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 the Braves, Braves will win this division. So hopefully I made some people some money and they'll write me a check <laughs>
1: and, and thanks. That but, was a uh, very prescient of you, Frank, uh, to, to pick the Braves to win the division. No, but that was smart. I mean, I know the Mets were on fire, and they the Mets didn't have too many lulls this year. You kind of thought the Mets were going to go through these, I guess, throws where they were going to just kind of bottom out. But they have always able, were able to kind of get their act back together. But in the end, they're going to lose out to the Braves by maybe a game or two. Or, or even if they're even,
0: the Braves have a tiebreaker now because Bright they breakers, just swept the, the series. So, so imagine them finishing with a but, – but, but by the way – both mm-hmm. teams. The one ends with the Nationals. One ends with the Marlins. So, I mean, the Phillies are the only N.L. team not playing an N.L. team. So, right. Um, the fact that they're ending against those those opponents, you, you got to think that that. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe the Marlins will play spoiler again, right? So, uh, um, I don't know how long
1: they can keep that act up. Yeah. I mean, th- listen, the, the Mar. I mean, we were kind of texting back and forth. The way the Marlins won. Those uh those games, yes, that a part of it was the 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 Brewer bullpen, but they had some really clutch hits in the late innings there. I mean, uh, both teams did, so that was sort of like um I, you know like sort of lightning on the in the bottle type of baseball there for the Marlins. So I, I don't know if they're going to be able to keep that up.
0: Yeah, and and, and by the way the. Atlanta Braves in uh facing the Marlins, they will not face Alcantara shutdown for the year. Uh no. Cabrera left his start with a little ankle issue, but it but his turn wouldn't come up again either. neither would Pablo Lopez. So right. uh, the, the Braves are not facing the best Marlins uh starters, and, <laughs> and then the Mets <laughs> get to play the Nationals. But they won't get they won't get Patrick Corbin, who was allowed to pitch uh against the Phillies on Sunday. Uh mm-hmm. I'm surprised he's allowed to pitch. But uh <laughs> but but so that, that, that would, that, that's kind of a fun thing to watch to see who actually wins the, the NL East. I think it's, I think it's Braves at this point. I think that, you know, that their, their opponents the next few days uh, mm-hmm. are really no match for these teams. I think the, the depth of the, uh, Braves gives them an edge to, to finish this, finish this out as the NL East champions. But, but behind them. Mm-hmm. So one of them is going to make, uh, the wild card. So if the Phillies are in their current wild card slot, they're set to face, the Cardinals, but here's a scenario that could happen. The Phillies could actually overtake the second wild card. Right. Okay. The San Diego Padres are only one game ahead of the Phillies. And, and if the Phillies pull even, they just have to pull even, right? Because the Phillies have the tiebreaker against the Padres. Mm-hmm. So if they finish the season with the same record, the Phillies will be the two seed, the Padres the three seed. So let's talk about that, Jeff. Uh, do you. <laughs> Do you have a preference as to which seed the Phillies get? Would you rather the Phillies face the Cardinals or face the loser of the Mets-Braves uh, scenario?
1: I would rather them play the Cardinals. But I've been pretty consistent with, uh, you know, the fact that the whole crawl before you walk thing, I know this Phillies team, was Frank, was built to be a contender, a World Series contender. It has not worked out that way. They still have issues, you know, even with the manager switch. They've got issues sometimes defensively uh, from a small ball standpoint when they had need to manufacture runs that hit them at some pretty bad times. And, of course, the bullpen, there are still times there where you wonder if they can get the job done. So with that being said, Frank, I, I'm just looking forward to Phillies playoff baseball, the Red October. It's been a long time. Uh, to answer your question, I'd rather play the Cardinals out of division. I think they've had some success against the Cardinals this year. I'd have to go back and look at their record, but I don't think the Cardinals have dominated them the way the Cubs have. Um, And I think the Mets have dominated them, although a lot of those games were earlier in the year, if I'm not mistaken, when Girardi was managing. I think things turned around a little bit after. But Well, the Phillies
0: Phillies split the four-game series in St. Louis in July. Where and it's very the home hard to series, win series, they way. they took two or three. Yeah, and so they 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 do have the season series edge over the Cardinals, but they were some pretty competitive games.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think they're going to be all competitive no matter who they play. I I know how good the Cardinals are. I know about their reputation. I still think at the end of the day, their one and two are uh, Wainwright and um, uh, who's their two now? I, I or Who's there?
0: Montgomery's kind of been the
1: two. Uh, that yeah, they Montgomery. The Yankees. They got from the Yankees, right? I, I would take that as my opponent over, you know, Scherzer and Degrom or Freed and and Strider, whoever whoever the the Braves are throwing out there along free. I I just think it's a better matchup, pound for pound, to have to play the the, the Cardinals. I think it's a team that the Phillies can beat a little bit easier than the other two.
0: Yeah. So the 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 Cardinals rotation as it stands now. Looks like they've got uh, Wainwright, they've got Montgomery, uh, Miles mm-hmm. Michaelis. Actually, he's probably the, the oh, one that's Michaels, slotted yeah, too. Oh, Michaelis, yeah, forgot about him. Uh, yeah. But you know, they also have uh, Stephen Mats active. Uh, Jack Flaherty has has, has not been um, him his old self. So yeah, so like if if I don't know how this is playing out now, whether Mats or, or Flaherty are getting the uh, the starts, but. Um, but yeah, but my but Miles Michaelis, I mean, he's not infallible. He's 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 thrown some no, really good starts. No, and he's not, not a hard
1: thrower. You know, like I, I would, I think the way that the Phillies are built, you know, I could see the the Degroms and Scherzers of the world just mowing through that lineup, especially with not everybody clicking on the Schwarber's hit or miss right now. Harper is starting to come out of it. Castellanos is just back. I I like the I like their chances against the guys who are more crafty, soft throwers like Wainwright and, and Michaelis. And uh, then I, and Montgomery, who doesn't strike anybody out, uh, as opposed to having to go face a couple of fireballers one day after another, you know?
0: Yeah. And, and Jose Quintana was the, another trade deadline acquisition by the Cardinals. So they, 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 their trade deadline kind of stabilized their rotation. Right. Um, with, with Matt's not performing that well, Flaherty hurt. And that has, that's what kind of got them back on track and overtaking the, the, the Brewers. Um, so, and, and, you know, the Phillies have faced, Quintana. I remember they faced him at Pittsburgh. The Phillies took a win in that game. So, although mm-hmm. I think Quintana was was pretty good for for a lot of it, but but yeah, so you got to you got to feel like the the Phillies can be competitive there. And 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 by the way, this is true of any wild card team, right? So, um, I, I've heard national analysts say they can't pick any wild card team to win uh, going forward because you start out with three games on the road, and then you go to the division series where you're not the not the home team, right? You know, you'll be you'll be the uh, secondary team, and then the, the, just the the amount of games uh, that the wild card team has to play, and and not being at home that's 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 that's
1: that's pretty challenging. Yeah, it is. I, and maybe there's something too about guys like Schwarber and um, Castellanos who've played a lot of NL Central ball being more comfortable. Going into St. Louis, they've been there a lot. They may have not won a lot of games with the clubs. Well, you know, I mean, Schwarber was on the, the yeah. World Series Cubs team, so they, he's won some big games there. Uh, you know, I think that there might be something – if I'm looking for, like, some small advantage there or just something where I, I feel like the Phillies lineup might be more comfortable there than, say, you know, you know, New York or Atlanta, I, I think that, that that would also kind of come into play. Yeah,
0: but but the big threats there, obviously, Paul Goldschmidt, who who's who, who's triple fire, man. triple crownish. If it wasn't for Schwarber hitting a bunch of more home runs, <laughs> like right, he, yeah, he could threaten a triple crown in a normal season. But but man, Paul Goldschmidt has been out of this world and um put him with Nolan Arenado. Like that, that's 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 going to be the the tough part there. And and I think that's the fact that those two players are in that lineup every day. I think that's led to a lot of Pujols' success because they'd rather pitch to Pujols. When, you, when you consider that you got Goldschmidt and and Arenado around, so, um, mm-hmm. so that that's made Albert Pujols so much better, who's who's now hit his 700 second home run on Sunday, which is which is mind boggling that, that he's, <laughs> he's is. still he's still going, and and uh, um Yadier Molina
1: still going, like it's 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 uh that to me is more mind boggling, by the way <laughs> Yadier Molina, I, I mean for to play that position that long that well. That's tough, man. He he's he's an amazing player, Yadier Molina.
0: Yeah, I I bet in two fifteen this year. He's not his old self, but comes up with a big hit every now
1: and then. Sure, but. sure. I think I read that he and Wainwright have the most battery starts like uh, the of any other battery yeah. ever in the history of the game, which is pretty amazing.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's really hard. I mean, how, how many how many catchers have that longevity, and how many? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was so, trying to think
1: like who would even be second, like maybe Pettit and Posada, like I'm trying to think of catchers alone who have played, you know, um, Javi Lopez and, and, uh, I don't know, Maddox or Glavin maybe, I, you know, I, I'd, I'd love to see it. But, but even Lopez didn't
0: have that longevity, right? Right. So, right. Uh, so right. yeah, so on, on September 14th, they started together for the 325th time.
1: That's insane. <laughs>
0: I don't, I don't think people understand how insane that really is. <laughs> and, 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 but the fact that they beat the record now. The record was held by Detroit Tigers Mickey Lulich, and Bill Freehand, but they were pitching every fourth day back then. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> so, so this is this is this is mind-boggling, right? So, um, sure. So the so but yeah, Sunday they had their final home game together. So so that's that's kind of the nice story here. But but well, symbolically, the fact that the Phillies returned to the playoffs to three players that beat them in 2011 i mean that's that that's
1: something ah man i didn't even think about that but yes that is something and then also the last time the phillies clinched right they did it against the astros if i'm not mistaken last time they clinched or was it the when they clinched in 2007 uh was it the first when they played the rockies was it the astros that they uh I honestly there was, don't one, remember. there was one of those years where they had to get in and they beat the Astros to get in, so I thought that that was uh, pretty pretty interesting too. So when do you think
0: that? So when and how do you think the Phillies get this this one? Are they going to back in with the Brewers loss? Uh, to, who, by the way, the Brewers have to face two nice pitchers in Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly when the uh, Diamondbacks come to town tonight. So, uh, mm-hmm. so so I you know that's 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 going to be challenging for the Brewers.
1: I think it but, happens tonight. I, I, I don't think the Phillies are waiting around. <laughs> I don't think they're backing in. I yeah, think they get a win. I,
0: I think the Phillies can win. It, it is McCullers. Now, here's the, here's the big question. Now, yep. Dusty Baker, you know, the consummate professional he is, you know, he said, hey, look, we're not, you know, we're going to play our starters. Like, we're not going to lie down uh, for the series, even though they've clinched home field. Um, But, you know, I think I think practically, too, with the Brewers getting the bye in that wildcard round, they, they need to pitch their starters, right? So – the yes. Phillies are going to get some good starting pitching against them. Now, My thought is, though, that the Astros, while they will play everybody, I can see these starting pitchers departing after five innings, right? Yes. <laughs> so,
1: I've, we talked about that in the last podcast, that they were going to play their guys. But, you know, if, if, if a guy runs into trouble or if the Phillies are smart, <laughs> they haven't played smart lately. If the Phillies are smart, they're going to look at a lot of pitches and try to work the count against uh, whoever uh, McCullers tonight, just to get the pitch count up and see if Dusty gives the early hook because he's trying to preserve these guys. And and not just tonight, if they don't clinch tonight, if it's the next, whatever. I think that they've got to be a little more selective than usual. Most guys, uh, some guys I think are looking at too many good pitches. Reese Hoskins, I'm talking about you. Um, but in general, I think they got to work the pitchers and, and sort of play the chess game with, with Dusty and the Astros there.
0: Yeah, so Lance McCullers Jr. starts first in this series. Uh, Tuesday, I think he missed the start. He had a little illness, nothing major. So they they they, but but he hasn't pitched too much uh, coming off an of injury. He's four and one this season. Yeah, uh, maybe made like eight or nine starts. I don't remember exactly. But um, but still a nice pitcher. Uh, so yeah. um, big curveball thrower. Yeah, we know that Phillies are sending up Aaron Nola. So I think this is a good night to to make it happen. Uh, mm-hmm. And then. Then you face Justin Verlander, who's vintage Justin Verlander this year, 17 and four with a, oh, what's a ZRA? 180. Jeez. <laughs> that God, is, that's incredible. That is that's vintage incredible. Justin Verlander, uh, whip of 0.85. Man, that's, uh, that's unbelievable. So, so after that, but then, and then they face, they're set to finish against the best pitcher nobody's ever heard of, you know, being in the national league, but, uh, Framber Valdez. Frambert. Yeah. He's 16 really good. and six, uh, dynamic. Young uh, left-hander. Uh, I, 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 he's 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 a Cy Young candidate. Uh, Justin Verlander's a Cy Young candidate. So um, I think it, tonight should be the night that the Phillies win and be able to celebrate with the win. I don't. I would hate to see the Phillies sort of back in with the loss and then it, it,
1: you can't celebrate like that, right? Yeah. I mean, listen. I think you can because <laughs> you're the Phillies, <laughs> and it's been over a decade. So uh, you take it any way you can get it. Um, so I would, I would be pretty happy about that. I mean, listen, at the time that they fired Girardi and named Rob Thompson manager, it didn't feel like the Phillies were going to make the playoffs, even if they played well. I mean, they had to play really well. They had to win 12 games in a row, I think, right? From that happened just for the, everybody to like say, okay, they're stable now. They're getting like back toward 500 and everything like that. So I don't know. I know this team was built for better. Um, but at this point you take it, you take, what you take what you get. I'd love to see them win on their own to get in, but I'll take what I can get. And honestly, do you think
0: that this is like back in 2007, right? So they 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 clinched that that division. That's the huge celebration and then they mm-hmm. fall flat in the playoffs, of course, right? right? So, but that was sort of like their introduction into the postseason. And I remember Jimmy Rollins saying that well yeah, in two thousand seven that was our World Series and then after that they were like, Well, obviously we gotta do better than that. So yeah. So you gotta you're just I think having that first step back into winning is gonna be gonna be huge. You gotta um, crawl before you walk. Right, the, right. Yeah. If you, you're trying to win the World Series uh out of nothing, um you know you, you, <laughs> I, so I think I think mentally this is gonna be a big block that they get past. I mean, we've talked before about all the players on this roster who have not won. And, uh, um, really, when they added Schwarber, like he was the first with, with the World Series ring to, to, mm-hmm. to, to join this team, which is, right. which is mind boggling that, you know, all the players they're adding, nobody had won a World Series. And I thought that was something the Phillies desperately lacked over these years. And, um, while, while Schwarber, of course, was a, was a little rookie when he did, um, I think you are seeing some of that leadership. Now and the things he's saying both publicly and, and in the clubhouse uh, mm-hmm. and and uh i I think that that's something that propels you into to better later because you know what if you do go to to the playoffs and and let's say the Phillies do i mean hopefully they don't but let's say they do get eliminated in this wild card round well then. They, they they feel like there's something un- incom- incomplete, you know uh, that that yeah. that they need to they need to get over the the next step next year. So
1: which they clearly do. I mean, they have to improve in areas. Uh, you know, I'm listen. They could they get hot here, and you know, they certainly have talent. But I think we've seen over the course of the year that enough to let to to foreshadow the fact that once they're out of this playoffs and the the off season begins. There's going to be some some pretty significant moves made this off season to get this team to be more complete and well rounded.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think where we're we're seeing the last little bit of Gene Segura, and, and mm-hmm. you know, maybe there's a major shakeup in terms of defense uh, The threes Hoskins about to be a free agent in a year. So, but all that stuff could be happen later. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, the it's it's not the perfect team, but uh, but but here's the good thing, right? So. You saw some big hits from, from the struggling Alec Bohm this series against the Nationals. And, and how about uh, Bryson Stott? I was right, going to say, Sunday, that was the right? big
1: one. Yeah, I mean, he, he was looking worn down here. I was actually talking to Ricky Batalgo about this, and even Ricky sort of agreed that Stott looked like a, was starting to look like a guy who has not played that many games in a season, Yeah, right? And, and he, got, he got some rest. Uh which game was it that they started if uh they
0: started Mayton I think it was the day after an off
1: day so he got two days Right. He got two days of rest and and credit Rob Thompson cuz he must have seen it too and smartly gave him a day off after a, a normal day off and then of course the rain helped a little bit and I do think that that was a huge huge boost for him.
0: Yeah, I that 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 was something you really wanted to see down the stretch him getting some big hits and mm-hmm. uh, Nothing like a Patrick Corbin start to help cure what ails you, right? (laughs) (laughs) But, but, uh, but no, I'm happy, you know, and, and really like when you think back, so when I went down to, when I went down to spring training, I still went down even during the lockout, but who was out there working out but Brayson Stott, right? So I was watching him and Ohapi and and Hall, all these Mm -hmm. guys that were um, not on the 40 man at that time. They're all down there working out. Uh, And, but then major league spring training came and got pushed back. And then there he is with them. And then, uh he's but he's been playing a long time and uh, yeah. th- this is I you know I think this is a situation where you really miss Edmundo Sosa because Sosa could have spelled him uh against some of the the tough lefties the last few weeks and
1: right you know right. maybe
0: some of those at bats against those tough lefties that he felt bad about <laughs> you know he doesn't even have to have so uh not to mention the the exhaustion factor so right but the Phillies do miss Edmundo Sosa he might get him back for the playoffs be something if he could return to St. Louis for the playoffs. That would be great. Uh, uh, the team that, that that traded him. And, hey, maybe he can get a big hit off of uh, Jojo Romero, who has been pitching for the, the Cardinals. Uh, sure. So
1: it would be great if his bat was still hot. I mean, again, he was sort of surprising everybody with how well he was hitting the ball. He looked like Sammy Sosa. Yeah. Um. So, you know, you knew that was going to sort of come back to earth, but then he got hurt before he even had a chance. So you would hope that he comes back still swinging that hot bat.
0: Yeah, that was, that was a bummer. But, uh, yeah, for the Cardinals this year, uh, Jojo Romero, 4 3 ERA in 13 games. So he's, he's, he's been a little better than he was for the Phillies, which was a kind of a consistent, uh, 7 ERA, uh, over his first three years, uh, where he's had some appearances. So, mm-hmm. um, so hopefully, hopefully I, I kind of like what you're saying about the Cardinals. I think that's a good matchup for this Phillies team and, and all the storylines and the 2011 uh, memories. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this 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 could be neat. So so you think it's today? So you think the Phillies will win today?
1: I think they should. Yeah, I think today's the. I mean, obviously, of all the matchups, right? You'd you'd rather face McCullers, whose numbers look good, but again, he's been hurt a lot. I mean, he's sort of on the on the comeback trail for a, for a little bit here, uh, as opposed to facing Verlander and Framber Valdez. So plus, you have. Your horses on the mound It's Nola tonight, right? Um For the first game, so I think things are lined up well for them to, to. And again, it could just be maybe they lose and the Brewers lose, right? They still get in, right? That that would still yeah. As soon as the Brewers lose, it's it's, it's over. uh it's over. So you you've put a lot of pressure here. Well, the Brewers put a lot of pressure on themselves by uh by you know tanking there against the um. Against the Marlins. And so, uh, you know, either the Phillies are going to win or the Brewers are going to lose w- at one point over these next day or two. That, that's, that, that to me is how it's going to happen. I don't think it's coming down to the last day. I'd be shocked. Is, is Gallon going for the Diamondbacks? Yeah. They get,
0: they get Gallon and they get Merrill Kelly. So
1: South Jersey's finest Zach Gallon.
0: <laughs> what a nice pitcher.
1: Yeah. He is from South Jersey. I think, I believe you went to Bishop Eustace High School, if I'm not mistaken. Geez, how did I miss that? <laughs> is that not Googleable? I, I'm, I'm almost positive, unless I'm confusing him with some other pitcher, but I thought that that was him.
0: Hmm. That's all right. So just to run down the – so uh let's see here. So looks like the matchups are Arizona's pitching Henry tonight versus Woodruff. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow is Gallen versus Lauer, and Merrill Kelly versus Corbin Burns. So Corbin Burns is going to have to pitch the last game of the season for the Brewers with it on the line, although – if they're eliminated, I bet you he does not pitch. Yes, and, and how did I miss that? So Zach Gallon from Somerdale, New Jersey. Ooh, that's right. how did I miss I that? We live
1: right next to the Somerdale, New Jersey.
0: Ugh, how did I mm-hmm. not know that? I mean, I, I've known he's a nice pitcher. I you know I followed him as he's been traded a couple times, which was which was surprising. But okay, yeah. he, he was born in Glassboro, huh? Went to Gibbs, Bishop. I think Eustace. it's Gibbsboro, not Glassboro. or Gibbsboro. Excuse me, yeah, Gibbsboro. Gibbsboro. Yep. read that too fast. <laughs> by
1: the way, I'm writing the biography of Zach Allen, as you can tell. No.
0: Yeah, there you go.
1: <laughs> no relation to Pat gallon by the way. No, I, no I relation
0: believe. to our, our, our friend, uh, Pat <laughs> Gallen. <laughs> awesome. So, all right. So Jeff, and Merrill Kelly
1: is a good pitcher, Frank. So oh, yeah, not, it's I, not like, I, it's not like the, the Diamondbacks are giving the Brewers, uh, you know, a free ride here. Yeah. At all. Well,
0: no, no, this is, this is, uh, this, I, I think the Diamondbacks would love to play spoiler here. And, uh, and yes, uh, Zach Allen wants to, uh, I, I think, I think no later than tomorrow, but, uh, I mean, I think the Phillies will take care of it themselves. So I think it will end That'll up be being nice. moot, right? That'll so nice. as to who the Brewers have to face. I think that, I think that, I think the team that traded Zach Allen to the, the Diamondbacks took care enough of the business that they needed to do. And, and actually last week I said that the Phillies need to win four games to get to the playoffs. And it's really <laughs> setting up to be exactly that because the Brewers are still being the Brewers. So, but it's nice to see that the Phillies, I will say this, the Phillies got the losing out of the way against the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now they can, they can make this, this happen. And then, and then you know what? If, uh, they, they want to rest some guys for the last game or two, I think that would be that would be very helpful. So yeah. um, give Derek Hall, give uh you know uh Nick uh, who, and, Yeah, and Guthrie, guys. you know, get get yeah, those Guthrie. guys some get those guys some at bats, catch catch uh <laughs> catch <laughs> by the way, uh, the they, the twenty twenty two Phillies, so like they're they're backup they, the backup catcher of the Phillies always seems to be, have some sort of like cult following, right? But uh <laughs> Yeah, unless it's I mean, Andrew Knapp. <laughs> well, right, except for him, right? You know, but you know, over the years yeah, the sure. Safasanos Salfosano, right? of the Worlds. But but Garrett Stubbs, you know, give him some playing time. He's a he's a he's a neat player to watch, so Yeah. Um, but hopefully the Phillies and I think I they, they think they will. I think they will take this first game of the Astro series, mm-hmm. pop some champagne, then they can catch their breath and get ready for St. Louis Cardinals.
1: Hey, hey, by the way, we can't end this without really just like tipping the cat, so to speak, to to, to the catcher, JTR. I mean, I thought it was a little hyperbolic when uh, Rob Thompson sort of said he should be an MVP candidate. Um, <laughs> and obviously not, but he, he you could say he's a Phillies MVP this yeah. year candidate. I mean, Bryce missed so much of the year. Schwarber has been obviously a launching pad for home runs, but not much else. I mean, the most I, I want to say consistent, even though he had a terrible first two months. But since the All-Star break, he's come up with so many big hits and caught so many games and stole. What do you have, 21, 22 straight stolen? He has not been caught it's stealing? In, yeah, it's insane. <laughs> it's it's crazy. It. He's been phenomenal. So uh, we haven't really talked about how great he's been uh in the podcast, but it, it, he's got to get his respect. He's been amazing. He's worth every penny that they're paying him this year. Yeah, after
0: the slow start, right? I could see, yeah. I could see that that's that's uh, something that people will, <laughs> people still have in their mind. But no, he he was a big part of this resurgence, and got to give credit where credits due. And and even his age, he's on the older end of you know he's 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 at the age where you usually start worrying a little bit about a player, right? Right, because uh, he's right. 31 years old now, and uh, still catching how many games did he catch this year? 137. I mean, amazing. That's,
1: How many runners did he throw out again? I mean, it's it was – he's really – he's an incredible story this year.
0: Yep, absolutely is. Well, hopefully the incredible story continues, Jeff, and let's catch up ahead of the playoffs if we can. We will. Uh, but, But for now, this has been the Powder Blue Podcast. Frank Close, Jeff Mosher, we'll catch you in the playoffs.